ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. It's the 315. Here's Brian Higgins. Here I am. Does anything surreal happen in sports in the last four minutes? Nothing new? Nothing new? Just, uh... Just the uh, uncharged accessories to murder. That's all we got today. My goodness, this is a uh, this has been a very weird college basketball season, H- has it not? Has it not? You know, we're just trying to have fun. Live, you know, drop a little fiver on the game, and then you're like, oh, the number one team in the country. They got a lot going on today. They got a lot uh, going on uh, today. And with that, I didn't think we'd be talking to him about this today. Let's bring on Tom Casale uh, from the Action Network, Tom. Uh, Welcome in. I, I really didn't think I'd be asking you about this today. Uh, what what do you do when like maybe the best player in the country is like tangentially involved in a murder, like with what's going on at Alabama? This is crazy stuff going on with the number one team in the country today. Yeah, I mean it's you know it's it's kind of new information, so uh, it, we're kind of all all processing it at the same time here. It's it, it, it's huge news. <laughs> we're gonna have to see what happens here. The obviously. Alabama, without him, is a completely different team and not even a national Final Four contender without him. I'd say, Tom, I feel dirty asking you this, but this is how fast the the betting markets move, right? Like, this will have... Like this story will have more than zero impact, I'd imagine, on you know people making bets on you know futures and tournaments and stuff like this going forward. Correct. The you know the. Alabama's a little bit overvalued anyway right now, so we'll have to see what happens with the market and and everything. But I think what it really hurts are people who have bets on Alabama, right? Who who might have placed them earlier in the year. I mean, I have them plus eight hundred to win the SEC. Mm-hmm. But if you had them for the championship early on, you're looking at fifty, sixty to one. So whether they win or not, you're you were planning on going into the tournament with a really good number on a number one seed. So I think that's where it really impacts the betting market. Uh, yeah. Just to be clear, we had Tom scheduled to come on before this news break. We didn't bring on Tom to talk about how a, a murder involving the number one basketball team in the country is going to affect the betting markets. But uh, uh, thus is the world here in 2023. It all ties together one way or another. But, uh, you know, Tom, I, I saw your tweet last night. You, you added one more bet looking at uh, futures to the tournament and, uh, uh, our guy Mick Cronin, former uh, former rival of the Cuse when he was at uh, Cincinnati, now out at UCLA, he was uh, he and the Bruins. Uh, you're riding their train right now. What what pops to you about uh, how they're playing and their value that's going along with them here today? Yeah, so this year I'm trying to just find teams that have the fewest holes. Uh, every team this season has a wart that you can kind of pick at. UCLA has a couple. They don't have a lot of size, and they're not a great free-throw shooting team. But overall, I think they're one of the better teams in the country, one of the most complete teams in the country. So that they get a good draw... I think they're going to be tough to beat. I see them making a Final Four run. You know, I look at a couple things going into the tournament. I like experience, and I like guard play. And UCLA has both of those things. Because you're going to have close games. You're going to have those games that come down to the final couple minutes. They have two or three guys who can make that, uh, take that last shot, uh, get them a win, steal a win. You're almost always going to have to steal a win to win six games in the NCAA tournament. So for those reasons, I think UCLA, 
LA still has value around 12 to 1. Yeah, I was looking, uh, you know, I clicked on your name on the Action Network app last night just to see what else you, you had on there uh, recently before we chatted. I saw you had Miami as uh, one of the other teams you maybe uh, dropped a, a unit on for the tournament with the great odds for them. You talk about veteran uh, guard play. I don't know how much defense they're playing down there, but Miami's got veteran guards that can that can go up against anybody right now. No question about it. And, you know, the, the thing that makes the NCAA tournament hard to bet futures is we don't know what the matchups are going to be yet and uh, who's going to be in what bracket. So you're kind of looking at you're looking at either teams or numbers. And to me, Miami's a team, if they get the right bracket, can make a final four run with their guard play. They're just the one of the things you got to remember about the tournament is it's not conference play. So uh, teams that are in the ACC know Miami. They're they're prepared for Miami. For me, Miami's going to be one of the harder teams to prepare for on short rest. Just just because of the way they play, the way they get those guards out, the way they spread the floor. So I think they're going to be a tough matchup. Now, if they play a team with a big front line, who could maybe they, maybe they go out before the Sweet 16. I don't know. But I think on paper, at 65-1, to 1, they're a team that has some of the ingredients needed to make a run to the Final Four. Yeah, and a team that was in the Elite Eight the last season and you know brought back a lot of that and added Nigel Pack to the mix. I mean, that's uh, intriguing. We've, we've seen Pack... You don't catch fire. We know what Isaiah Wong can do. They're a, a very uh, intriguing outfit. What do you what do you make, Tom, of the the ACC right now? When you're starting to think about down the line, we know it's been a very weird year for the league. Uh, it's a down year for the league. But you know the same thing was the case last year, and then he ended up with half the Final Four, and Miami was in the Elite Eight. How much do you consider you know history like that when you're looking at this season, or do you and your spot have to kind of disassociate those two things? People love to talk about conferences, and I think sometimes it comes into play. Like, I think the Big 12 has so many good teams. They're beating each other up. And when they get to the tournament, some of those games are going to be easier because they're not playing each other. You know, I think you look at the Big 10. I I think the Big 10 is really down this year. So I think some of the teams at the top are overvalued because of it. But overall, I think it's hard to go turn uh, league by league. You know, you look at the ACC, and I think one of the the major storylines from there, obviously, is North Carolina. You're talking about the favorite to win the NCAA tournament before the season starts. Might not even make the NCAA tournament. So do I think that it's uh, the strongest the ACC's ever been? No. But are there teams in there that could make runs? Yeah, I think so. You know, I mentioned Miami. Uh, You know, I'm not a big fan of Duke. But, like, even a team like North Carolina, like we saw last year, they have enough talent that if a couple things break their way, they they can make a run. I think what you're looking for when you go into the tournament, don't look so much at conferences. Look at the matchups and look at what teams are peaking right now. It doesn't matter who peaked in January. That's a long time ago. Those games don't even matter anymore. Think about teams that are playing their best basketball entering the tournament like North Carolina was last season. Uh, North Carolina, I mean, they are such an interesting case uh, this year for 8 million reasons. Uh, Tom, I mean, they might be the first ever preseason number one in the modern era that misses the tournament. That That is notable uh, to begin with, but I'd imagine now you talk about value. I, I don't know what value there is on a team that's going to miss the tournament. That would be no value if they're not playing in the tournament. Are they somebody you still you know look at now and say, well, maybe, or do you, do you wait and actually see if they make the thing before you say, okay, now now they're back in their environment and, and can do something? 
Well, I tried that strategy of last month when they were 40 to one. <laughs> I saw, well, hey, this is a good, good time to jump on North Carolina, not thinking at that time at all that they wouldn't, that they wouldn't make the tournament. Now I think you hold back a little bit mm-hmm. because there, there's just something's missing there. You know, the, I know they don't shoot the three ball well, but I, I'm, I don't think the national basketball media to me is the most passive media in sports. Like where is the criticism for Hubert Davis? UNC was a nine seed last year, mm-hmm. underachieved, underperformed. Now this year they might not make the tournament. I'm sorry, that's inexcusable. So I think that's an issue too. Is the coaching at UNC? And listen, you you cover ACC basketball. They ain't going to be. They're not going to allow that for too much longer. Uh, so I think with North Carolina. Let's see what they look like over these next couple of weeks. I still think they can get in the tournament because I think it's really, really hard to keep blue bloods out of the tournament. The committee wants them in there, but right now their resume is so weak. I think they got to get a couple more wins to solidify a spot. Yeah, we had Joe Lenardi on yesterday, and he basically said Carolina is going to be this year's Syracuse for him. They're going to be the team that just ruins his march and keeps him up nights, and he's not going to have yeah. any idea what to do with. And hey, we'll see if the if you put him in the bracket, like it's then. And it's going to be hard to pick against them. Or if they play like they're playing now, then they'll lose in the first round. So who knows? Uh, Tom Casale, Action Network, is with us. Uh, Tom, we're getting very close to, you know, uh, uh, conference tournament time when we're talking mid-majors in the smaller conferences. Any of these leagues you you got your eye on where you, you got teams that you, you're looking to back here in their conference tournaments upcoming? Well, I think, you know, the Samford and Furman and the SoCon are, are two very good teams. I have Samford to win the regular season title. Uh, they're, they're going neck and neck, probably battle it out on Saturday in the last game. I think those are two teams to watch. If they can get in a tournament, in the tournament, they can be trouble. Youngstown uh, State in the Horizon League has incredible guard play for a mid-major team. That is a team that I think that if they get into the tournament, um, could be a first-round upset candidate over a, over a team. So I'd watch the Horizon. I'd watch the SoCon. And, you know, another really good league this year that won't get talked about much is the Sunbelt Conference. Uh, they got some good teams that could give uh, give uh, the, the big teams trouble in NCAA tournament time. You're looking at Southern Miss, Marshall, James Madison, Louisiana. Louisiana is a team I really like. I think if they get in, I, I would. I'm looking at them to win that Sun Belt Conference tournament. I, that would be a bet I'm probably going to make. And if they can get in the tournament, they could cause some damage. All right, the Raging Cajuns. Keep an eye on uh, Louisiana down there. Um, and Tom, hey, you killed it this last weekend. You had LaSalle. You had K-State, you had uh, Vanderbilt, among others, over uh, the last weekend. Uh, I know you like to you know, set the stage for the week and uh, see if the prices end up being with the teams that you like. What, what games do you have your eyes on here in the upcoming week that we should uh, keep a lookout for? Well, tonight I'm on uh, Wake Forest, or uh, I'm sorry, Air Force. Uh, is a small favorite at home. I think Air Force is a team that's played better than their record, and I think next year they're young. Air Force is going to be a lot better than people think, so that's the team I'm on. And you know, I'm going to. I have the old saying: If it ain't broke, don't fix it. LaSalle has covered seven games in a row. I wrote them. They're they're cashing for me. They're going to be an underdog Wednesday night against Duquesne at 
home. I, I like the way this team's playing, so that's another one I'd look at uh, on Wednesday is LaSalle. All right, Wednesday night ride with the Explorers. Looking forward to that. They, uh, they got the cover for you over the weekend. Seven straight. Why, why not keep it going, right? They've, they've kept it up for yeah, you. Yeah, I, I hate to say it, but I like Syracuse a little bit as an underdog against Clemson. It's, it's going to pain me to take them on the road, but okay. if it's four or more, give me the orange. Okay, four or more. Is that, is that where you think the line's going to be? I hadn't, uh, I, I hadn't seen anything yet. I, I wonder what that is going to hit at tomorrow night. I, I don't know what that's going to be with Syracuse coming off, getting blasted, and then you know Clemson had one of the most inexplicable losses of the year. Like You lose to Louisville, and you, you just kind of throw everything out when you're Clemson. Well, and that's the thing. Like, um, I know Syracuse is struggling this year, the, but overall, I think they're playing better than Clemson. Clemson's mm-hmm. lost four out of five. They blew out Florida State at home, but like you said, they lost to Louisville. They lost, they got blown out by a North Carolina team. That's, they lost to a bad Boston College team. Now they're going to be like a four, four-and-a-half point favorite over Syracuse. Uh, give me the orange in that one. Okay, yeah, I'd say beating Florida State in the middle there by 40 doesn't really stand up with all the other stuff that kind of happened around them here. In the last couple of weeks, well, Tom, I, I hope you're right on that tomorrow night. That would uh, that would make our lives a, a little bit better around here over the course of the next few days if the Q's can go get one at Clemson this week. Always good to uh, chat, my friend Tom. I'm sure we'll uh, catch up again as we get closer to tournament time. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks for having me. That is Tom Casale from the Action Network, and I'll tell you, like you can go on their, their app, you can pick which they got a ton of writers and pickers and all that. Follow Tom on there. Is he? He'll tweet out his picks, but like you can see them on there. And you're going to see a lot of green check marks next to Tom's picks from uh, the recent the recent few days. He's he's hot. He's hot, people. He is hot on this hour. Brought to you by William Matar. We've just passed three forty four. Hurt in a car? Call William Matar at four 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 four. Take a break. Final wrap. What's on tap when we come back after this? QSportsTalk.com, ESPN Radio.